know I love a good clarifying question, and that's exactly what we're dishing out in today's episode. I'm talking about the one question you can journal on that is going to massively shift your mindset and perspective and help you to take those big uncomfortable actions that lead to big business results. If you're someone who feels like you struggle with fear, self-doubt, or just moving things forward so that you can finally create the life and business you dream about, then today's episode is exactly what you need to hear to move through it. I chat with my guest, Jessica Johnson, about this one question that is going to help you to live your best and brightest life. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Jessica Johnson. Jessica is the owner of a content marketing agency, Buzzworthy Content. After scaling her business to multi-six figures, she now mentors writers on how to build their own profitable freelance business as their own boss. She has a degree in journalism, has been featured in HuffPost and Ad Age, and is the host of the Bright Life podcast, sharing conversations with women around entrepreneurship, self-development, and how to create their biggest, brightest lives. Jessica, welcome to One Simple Chef. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And oh my goodness, I know we were chatting about this, but I can't tell you how grateful I am that your bio just rolls off the tongue so easily. (laughs) I felt like all of those sentences just flowed beautifully together and it never feels that simple when you're reading bios. So thank you for that. Good. Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) Good start then. (laughs) So obviously I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Yes, absolutely. So the biggest part of my business these days after, like you mentioned, building an agency and having a team of writers is I get to mentor other people who are building their own freelance writing businesses and teach them both how to write for business. So things like blogs, social media, emails, that kind of thing. And then how to actually go and build the business and get clients and do all the businessy side of things. Um, And I just love it because for me, like freelance writing is what took me from a nine to five and corporate and like lunch at my desk and hustling to the commute, to the work, to the meetings, back to the commute and being exhausted at the end of the day to having a whole like different life of being able to, you know, work from anywhere and travel and do work that's fulfilling and creative and make, you know, beyond what I made in corporate, which I never thought would be possible. So to share that with other women and let them create whatever their version of their, you know, most fulfilling life is, is like, gives me so much joy. So that's what I do and and why I'm just so pumped up about it right now. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So I know that you are a bit of a traveler as well. So I am so curious to hear like how your journey unfolded. Like, did you feel (laughs) like you had this desire to write and kind of work from everywhere and everywhere, anywhere? (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. everywhere would be cool too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But do you feel like that was the kind of driving force behind it? Or tell me a little bit about like how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, that's such a great question. And it's funny to look back on because travel was never even really part of a picture of what I saw what was possible back then. Like I always wanted to travel more, but I never really had the time off to do it or the funds to do it. I remember even college, like sophomore year where I went to school everyone their sophomore year went and studied abroad. And for me, it was just like too much of a stretch financially. I was like, I can't do it. So I was one of like a handful of people that like stayed back that year and really would just look forward to the weekend getaways that I could squeeze in to see my girlfriends or, you know, places um, Thursday through Sunday, that kind of thing. And kind of like strategize with my time off days to get as much as I could. And so it's funny that travel is such a part of my life now because it wasn't till I started an online business. I was really driven by the business and being my own boss and being able to put something in the world that was my own and that helped in a way I was passionate about. And then I really realized, wow, I'm spending most days working from like at home in my living room or a coffee shop around town. I was like, I feel like I could do this from anywhere around the world and any coffee shop around the world. Why am I stuck in one? And so my husband was in a position with his work to be remote as well. And this was like before COVID, like before remote work even really blew up. So we kind of just got the idea and we were like, let's, when our lease ends, we were in Seattle at the time, we were like, let's put whatever we would have spent on rent money into living out of Airbnbs um, around the world. And we would work at these co-working offices or coffee shops and do our work very regularly Monday through Friday. And then in the evenings, we'd go and sightsee and go to dinner in all these fun countries and, you know, use our weekends to get out and really explore. And that just kind of really like created this amazing experience for us that we loved where ever since then, now, whenever we can get on the road, we do it again because we just find it so fun and if you can take your work with you, it's like, why not (laughs) just back it up, work from your laptop and bring it along? Yes, totally. So talk to me about the journey of going from a freelance writer yourself, I think, if I understand correctly, to Mm -hmm. sort of like mentoring other freelance writers and how that all unfolded. Because I'm just so curious to hear that part of the story as well. Sure. Yeah. And that's been a journey and it's a winding one that I like to share for anyone who is in that beginning stage of entrepreneurship and is like, I haven't found my thing yet, or it's not working, or I feel like this part's harder than it should be to just be transparent about like, that's a very normal part of the process. And it doesn't always happen as fast as people think it will. The way I found freelance writing is I was actually, my first business in entrepreneurship was in wellness coaching because I Mm. loved wellness and I got a certified nutrition in my evenings, you know, during my corporate work. And I thought, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. And, And the only idea I had was coaching. I was like, if I know all this stuff about nutrition, I should be a coach. And I really felt fulfilled helping other people, but I just felt like 
that structure for me personally, I really looked forward to the days when I could be more heads down and creative and like work on the marketing stuff or the blog posts. And, and I started to just watch that and think, I wonder if there's something here where I could write about health and wellness, but not be like coaching all day for it. And so once I shifted to that, then my business really grew because I think it was just so much more in alignment with my personal like skill set and energy levels and everything. So then I pivoted to more of a freelance writing type of position and that grew quickly. So I built a team, you know, that turned into its own writing agency and then people kind of began watching and seeing that I was working from the road or seeing that I had pivoted from corporate to writing. And so they were like, can I do this? Like, could I apply my skill set in healthcare to go write for healthcare companies? Could I be, you know, a marketer and now go write for marketing? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so eventually I like built a program around it because I felt like that was the best, most encouraging, like step-by-step way to teach versus just an email here, email there. Um, but that's kind of been, that's the short version of the transition from like writer to teacher and a few steps kind of in between. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's just so valuable for people to hear because that spot of like, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I know what I want, but it's not there yet, or it isn't working yet, or it just feels like like a lot harder than it feels like it should. Like, I sometimes I feel like there's like years, right, that we try to sum up in like, of five minutes on a podcast yes. episode, right? <laughs> that's what and it I was, just yes. <laughs> think it's so helpful for people to hear, like, if that's where you're at, where you are now, if that's what you're feeling, if you're still, like, in the kind of, like, messiness of it, that that's okay. And ultimately, like, I really believe that that's part of kind of what we have to go through as unsexy as it is to actually yeah. find the thing that clicks. Um, yes. So I'm just so grateful that you shared that. And I think that's such a valuable conversation that we need to be having more of. So I love that so, so much. Good. Yes. 100%. It takes a while and that's okay. It seems like when you look at social media, everyone's got it figured out from the start, but it can take a while. And just the fact that someone is still in it or has taken that brave first step that most people will never take, it might take a while, but that's okay. That doesn't mean it's not setting you up for the right thing. It's just harder to see in the moment. So yeah. Yes. I love that. So I would love to hear, is there like one specific mindset shift that really stands out to you that has helped either you or your clients to really like create bigger results in your business? Yes. So one thing that I always look back on um, that's really helped me anytime I'm in my own head or fearful about the next step is kind of, (laughs) sounds like a little morbid, but like beginning with the end in mind, like I will think to myself, like when I'm 80, what will I wish I would have done in this moment? So, and that applies to everything. So whether it's um, even like the traveling, like taking that leap, I was like, you know, okay, what will I look back on one day? What will be the best story that I can tell? Like when I was young, I moved in New York City and that was a scary thing, but I had that same question in my head. And then in business, it really applies as well because I think that sometimes there's this feeling that if we just stay in that waiting zone or we have enough information or we make our business plan like comprehensive enough, we won't be scared anymore or it will feel easier to take that scary step. 
And at least for me, what I have found is that first step when you're reaching for another level never really gets less scary. But if you can have that perspective of like, at least I won't have regret, like at least I will know that I went for it. It makes it a little bit easier to take that step because at least you know you're on the right path versus like staying where you are in something that you have outgrown or feel stuck in or that just no longer serves you in some way. Totally. And I mean, even just to add to what you said there, like I would so much rather have a business in which I feel like I went for it, right? Or a life in which I feel like I went for it rather than playing it safe, I guess, in that regard. And I just try to remember that every time I'm up against those kind of like uncomfortable actions in my business, right? Like I remember there was a point in my coaching business where sending follow-up emails felt like such a stretchy thing and I just like could not bring myself to do it. There was so much mindset stuff standing in the way. And I just remember thinking like, well, at least if I hit send, I know I did everything I could, right? Like at least if I hit send, I know I tried. At least if I hit send, I know I fully showed up for it, right? And over time, those actions that you go for, like through that fear, through that discomfort, are really what builds your business over time, I've found. Yeah. And are the things that ultimately create momentum and ultimately create like a huge difference in your bottom line too. But it's it's those actions that are, are like, <laughs> oh gosh, I can't believe I have to like do this uncomfortable thing that I sometimes think are like the absolute biggest difference makers too. Yes, 100%. Yeah, if you, and, and over time, like did you find you kind of build evidence that it's okay and it's a lot less scary too. Like probably sending follow-ups now doesn't trigger that same thing. Yes, exactly. You, you had to get that evidence of like, oh, this actually really works. And some people thank me for this. And some people don't think twice. I'm not bothering them. I'm just help giving them an opportunity they probably forgot about in their busy week. So you, the mindset comes along, but it's almost like it follows the action. So you've got to like lead with that. You're so right. Totally. And I think sometimes... Like our brains will trick us into thinking, well, I wish it just didn't feel this uncomfortable, right? I wish it just came with like, I wish I didn't have to like push this edge or like experience this discomfort. But honestly, I kind of think that's like part of the human experience too. Like we'd all be bored out of our minds (laughs) if there wasn't something that like pushed us outside of our comfort zone in that kind of way. And I think that's sometimes important to remember too, because you can get into that trap of thinking like the opposite would be better, right? Like it would be so much better to like have the safe corporate job or have the stable paycheck or whatever. And like, you remember like, oh no, that was actually like what I had and what I didn't like. And this is actually so much better, even though it's more uncomfortable. Right. So I think that there's just like, I don't know, that duality there too, of remembering like, it's actually the discomfort that kind of makes this all part of the fun too. Yes, that's so true. Have you ever heard that quote that it's something like the time came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was like more uncomfortable than the risk it took to blossom or something like that. I'm probably butchering it, but I thought of that when you said that, cause I think it's so true. Like, yes, there's a risk to blossom, to grow, to stretch, but like at some point, like staying tight, staying like uncomfortable where you are 
is a risk in and of itself too. And like, which one would you rather follow almost? Totally. And I mean, I don't know how much you know of like my personal story, but just to share with listeners who maybe are new to the podcast or haven't heard it in a while. I remember like I was hauling my groceries back on the subway from Target one night when I was living in New York City. And I just remember having this like aha moment where I was like, this is not my forever story. Like this is not, I do not anticipate like working my way up the corporate ladder and living in a brownstone in Brooklyn one day. And I'm like, if I stay where I am, like, like, that's pretty much the trajectory. Like that's mm-hmm. pretty much where I'm headed. And it was like this giant aha moment for me where I was just like, oh, like <laughs> if, if this is like the roadmap and I don't like where I'm headed, like that was, that's a problem, right? <laughs> like, yes. And I think that that was the moment that was like the catalyst for everything that came next. Like moving out to Denver, starting my own design studio, eventually pivoting to coaching. Like, I think we all have those moments where we get that kind of intuitive nudge that goes like, uh-uh, (laughs) (laughs) check in, you know? And I think that that, like listening to that is huge and following that is huge. But I think that that all ties back to this conversation of like, what are you going to look back one day and regret not doing there? Hmm. Yes. And those feelings come back, don't they? Where it's like, I remember even before building my business, I was in corporate and I had finally gotten like the salary I wanted, the title I wanted. There were like snacks in the break room. I was like, I'm not going to leave this. I just got here. But that feeling, you just know it keeps coming back and coming back and kind of reminding you. And so that's another thing too, where it's like, you can either feel that your whole life and have it get worse and have the gap become bigger. Or if you act on it sooner, you can get that feedback on what works, what you like, what don't, where you want to go. And it's almost like it's just, it's better because one way or the other, it almost will catch up with you. Totally. And I think that you would rather it catch up with you from that place of empowerment rather than that place of like, oh shit, this was not what I wanted. You know, like it's so different to be proactive about it and say like, this is what I want. This is the work I'm doing to believe I can have it. This is like how I'm creating it to be like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) you don't want the unhappiness to be the motivation, I guess is what I'm saying there. Like like, Mm -hmm. really, I think like that's some of the most important work we can do in our lives is really like getting honest with ourselves and thinking like, what do I actually want here? And like, how am I taking steps to make that a reality too? Yes, 100%. I know that taking those sales actions in your business can be so incredibly uncomfortable. Seriously, at the beginning of my business, even the thought of getting on a sales call was enough to make me break out in hives. Oh, how things have changed. I now delight in connecting with you and I genuinely look forward to supporting you in shifting your own thoughts and beliefs around sales. The truth is that selling isn't nearly as scary as our brains would have us believe and shifting your mindset to sell in a way that feels light, easy, fun, also converts way better. Each week, I open my schedule for a limited number of free 30-minute sincere sales coaching sessions to support you in clearing your biggest mindset block around sales so you can land more clients and get paid. Grab a time that works for you at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. 
So one of the things that we had been chatting about prior to hitting record was this idea of like, some people will only hear your message from you. So can you talk to me about like how this relates to really like going for it and not looking back one day with regret? Yeah, absolutely. So I think it ties in perfectly with that because I don't know about you, but when I was first trying to get up the nerve to build my business, I think I had my brain almost going through all these fears of, you know, there's already so many people out there doing the same thing. Like there's so many writers or there's so many, whatever industry it is. Um, Who am I to add anything different? But what I have realized along my business journey is that, you know, there are certain people that we all identify with and resonate with. Like, for example, even my husband and I will watch YouTube videos about travel or about finance or money mindset or whatever it may be. And I will watch completely different videos from different people than he will. I'll read different books about the same exact topics. And so I kind of started to realize, wow, like, it's just that there's different messengers that are going to resonate with me. And so I think it's the same for anyone else out there where you may think like, maybe you want to go into coaching or whatever, maybe, and you think, okay, there's so many people out there who are already doing this thing. But the truth is you are the only one with your experiences, your story, your personality, the way that you would do it. And so some people are out there trying these other approaches, following these other paths And it's not clicking and they're not getting it because you are the one that they are going to hear it from. And if you don't do it, you know, it's not just you that it's impacting. It's like all these people around the rest of the world. And so I just think that that is something to keep in mind too, where it's like you could give two different people the exact same business idea, like go create this graphic design business or this content writing business. And they will come up with a completely different business, different brand colors, different niche that they want to focus on, like different messaging, different pricing. So I just think that that idea that there is not enough room for everyone, there's millions of businesses out there to support. There's millions of people out there to support. And until everyone is just like good on all angles, I think that we all kind of need each other to bring whatever that thing that's on our heart is like out there um, because it'll make a really, really big difference for the people that are waiting on you to finally have it click and to finally hear the message and the way that they've been waiting on. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this concept and I love the idea that you presented it with. Like, I think that's so true. And we've all had so many experiences around that, right? I even think of like my husband and I will be the exact same place having the exact same experience and he'll be like retelling it to someone else later on. (laughs) And I just think about how like there are completely different plot points, right? There are completely different ways of like retelling it that I never even considered, right? Like that did not even cross my mind. Like, different jokes involved, (laughs) different, like, like, I just think about how it's a completely different way that he experienced something than how I experienced the exact same, like, event, right? I wish I could give, like, a more concrete story or example here. Nothing's coming to mind at the moment, but it's just, it's so interesting how we all perceive things differently and how we all resonate with different things. And I think that's, so valuable to remember. 
And even if we want to take it a step further and say, you're right, like some people will only hear your message from you and some people only hear it when they're ready for it, right? So just because they didn't hear it, you know, when they first started their business or, you know, when you first got in contact with them, doesn't mean that down the line, they're not going to decide that you're the exact perfect person to support them. And I think that's so valuable to remember too, because again, it just shows you exactly how many possibilities there are. So many possibilities to like do it your way and really speak from like, that place of the message that feels true to you and all of that. And knowing that, yeah, even if it doesn't resonate now, there's still more opportunity down the line, which is wild too, you know? Yeah. It's almost probably more normal these days because there's so much noise online. There's so much, you know, attention that we're competing for in a way. And it's like, think about even your own buying behaviors where you may not buy from someone the first time you ever see an email from them, but you get to know them over time. They kind of stay in the back of your head. You might even try a few other things that do or don't work. And then you're like, you know what? Like that Amanda, I'm going to go check. I think I really like how she said this. And then it's when they're finally ready. So you're so right. It's almost like not getting discouraged if the first time you put an offer out there, people don't get it. Or the first time that, you know, you make an introduction, like I teach my writers that all the time, that a lot of it is like, you know, you're putting yourself in front of people and you're introducing yourself or you're meeting someone at a networking event and saying you're a writer. And that night they may not have any ideas, but Two weeks later, they could have a friend that they thought of that needs your services or the budget opens up at their company or they finally want to invest in this marketing channel and they talk to you. So you're the one in their head. So it's almost like never discounting a first interaction as it's not a win or my message isn't right. It's like it might just not be right that moment, but it's still planting the seed to come back in a few weeks or months or whatever it may be. Totally. And I love what you said about just putting yourself in front of that person and how it ties back to this idea of like, what are you going to regret not doing? Because yeah, very rarely, if ever, is there a downside to doing that, right? To making that introduction, to making that connection, to building that relationship, right? I think our brains love to go to this place of like, the negative essentially of worrying like, well, like what if I look silly or what if it doesn't go anywhere? What if it's wasted time? Like insert fears and excuses here. I'm sure we, like we all have had them. Right. But I think that like, it really is that retraining of our brain to go to the positive and being like, okay, but also how much potential is there in this? And wouldn't I rather like, have put myself in front of that person and risk looking silly because it does have so much potential to build my business, help me build momentum, like turn out into something beautiful down the line. And I think that's where mindset plays such a part in building a business and in sales in general. Because I I mean, I'm sure you have experiences like this too, but I can tell you some of like the early clients that I had worked out even better than I could have ever imagined, right? Like coffee chats that ended up turning into speaking things that ended up turning into meeting the right person who turned into clients. Like if you really look back and connect those dots, they are some wild freaking dots. But it was all because of that belief of like, okay, well, 
there's really no harm, right? Like it's only going to help. And I think that that's just like where mindset comes into play so much here. It does. It's like, what's the opportunity cost or what's the cost of not doing it versus doing it? And like, if there's something you're scared of, the cost of doing it might be a little bit of discomfort, might be maybe someone, it's a flop, they don't get it, you know, but the cost of not doing it is so much greater. Like what could that be in terms of like revenue for your business, a client relationship you love, like you said, speaking opportunities, like getting somewhere faster versus like trial and error and all the time and money and learning the hard way. So I always try and think of it like sometimes it's hard to send that email or go live or whatever it may be. But if you just remove the emotion from it, you're literally just clicking like enter on your computer. Like you're just clicking the button. It's everything else that's going on here that makes it feel so big and complicated. And if you can look at that stuff and just look at those fears and say, well, is it still worth it? Is it still something that I'll look back on and be glad I did? Then it kind of helps. I think, you know, you can handle any emotion and any fear if you can just sit with it and kind of look at it. And then the action itself feels so separated and removed and a lot less scary. And you can just be so proud of yourself that you did that thing because now there's no regret on the table. You like did the thing that you needed to do to take a chance and where you want to go. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. And I love you basically just spoke to something that I like operate my business based off of, which is just this idea of like the actions are really the easy part when it comes to building a business. You know, it takes like less than five minutes to send that follow-up email to a potential client. It takes less than five minutes to change the rates on your sales page, right? Like those are not like... They're not the things taking up all your time. It's all of the thoughts we have around those things that make it so much more difficult to take those actions. And I think like that's why mindset is the thing is because when you can be like, okay, I know that the actions like are going to take me 10 minutes total. It's all of the, it's the like weeks and months (laughs) of worrying about the actions that really can hold us back. I think like that's just, so valuable to remember because nothing we're talking about here, you know, is the thing that's going to like take you a ton of time or like, you know, really feel, I think it feel a lot of those actions feel heavier and they feel like they're going to take so much more than they actually do. It's so funny. Sometimes I'll have clients do this exercise where we look at like, okay, well, like how long did it actually take you to write that content? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or how long did it actually take you to record that video? And I, the reason like we time it sometimes is just because it's so interesting to look at how we could like literally spend a day worrying about recording the 15 minute video. And that's not bad or wrong. I think we've all been there, but it's just so useful to look at like, okay, is our time going toward like the actual action or is our time getting stuck up in all of the thoughts around the action that's holding us back? Yes, 100%. I know I like play little games with myself where I'm like, okay, I'll do the thing. And then what will I be doing after? Like, if it's something that I'm nervous about, you know, like, a presentation or a big pitch to a client or something. I'm like, okay, but that night, what will I be doing? I'll be like, you know, at dinner with a friend, I'll call my mom, I'll take a bath, some, I'll go on a walk. And I'm like, I kind of like fast forward to that part of the day where I'm like, there's this future version of me 
that's done the thing, that's no longer scared about it. And it just makes it feel less scary because you're like, I can for sure just do the thing and then get to that part where no matter what happens, it's a good story. It's something I can look back on. It's something I can be proud of for myself. So I think we all probably find our little ways of getting ourselves through that or having a coach like you, right? That can be like, I'll do the action, but then here, take all this mindset stuff and help me like lighten the load a little bit. But it's it does help you kind of find, I think the first few times it feels so much more intense with any new thing. But then once you realize you get through it, that almost gift on the other side is like you build that confidence and that muscle and, and that understanding of just knowing your own patterns. And the next time you kind of see the fear build, you do the thing, you get through it, and then you know what's on the other side. It doesn't feel like as all consuming. Yeah, I'm so curious because I definitely see it with my clients from like a more mindset perspective, but I would love to hear like from a writing perspective, like how do you think that this like shows up for the people you mentor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a few ways. So I think that number one is even before they make the decision to do something like this, it can feel like a lot, like you are maybe in a nine to five or in corporate And then you're thinking, can I really like do this? Could I really build an income stream or a side hustle or even an online business? Um, And, you know, should I invest in something? Should I not? And I think that's where a lot can spin up. And what I just try and, you know, offer to people or guide them through is, is kind of what we mentioned around like, well, what is the opportunity cost? Like if you don't do it, you kind of know what your day-to-day looks like. Um, You know that you can, you know, you have online, you can kind of piece things together. You can try a little of this, try a little of that. Or if if you'd rather have like a step-by-step path or get there in eight weeks versus like eight months, is that like actually less than that upfront cost in value, you know? So that's kind of the first place is getting over that first hurdle of like, can I do something like this? Can I really change my life in that way? And then where I see it a lot with actual like writers is I just think it until you actually go and practice getting clients, those first few times, like anything can feel a little bit intimidating where you're just like, okay, if I go and I, there's freelance sites. And so there's businesses asking for writers and describing projects they need. And to actually go and like raise your hand and put yourself out there and say, hey, here's my writing samples, like would love to work with you. That can feel really scary the first few times you do it until you start to see businesses reach back out and until you start to see paychecks come in and until you start to realize that you have a pretty good percentage of getting hearing back when you do it. And all of a sudden it feels like, okay, I can do this because the reward is so much greater than not. But I think that's just where it comes in a lot is just that the first few times building that muscle memory and kind of bravery around like doing the scary things to collect that evidence that it's so worthwhile and it is moving you forward in your business and the life that you want to build alongside it. Yes. I love that so much. And I think that that evidence is just so important too, especially because sometimes our brains want to default to almost not (laughs) believing it. I I see the tendency where we kind of like glaze over the really good stuff sometimes or glaze (laughs) over those tiny wins, like people being interested or responding to those things. And it's so... It's so interesting. I've definitely done this and I've seen clients do it too, where it's almost like we, we decide that certain things don't count, 
I guess is what Mm -hmm. I'll say, where it's like, okay, but like that came through a referral who was like a friend of a friend. So like, clearly that doesn't count as a real client. (laughs) And like, (laughs) we, we almost have to like zoom out for a second and be like, Okay, but what, like, why am I telling myself the story that it doesn't count? Why am yeah. I, why is that the, the story that I, and the belief I want to operate under? And like, when did that become my default almost, right? Yeah. Because I think that's so powerful in noticing like, okay, I actually don't want that to be true. I actually want to believe all the money that flows into my business counts. I actually want to believe all of yeah. the things that are building momentum and leading to clients and closing sales and growing my business. I want to embrace all of that. I want all of that to keep happening. So it only makes sense that I would acknowledge it, that I would count it, that I would celebrate it, that I would really, really lean into all of the amazing things that are happening because that evidence is the thing that's going to help me to build that. That evidence is the thing that's going to help it become the new normal, become the new default. And then I can build from that place. So I just love what you said earlier about evidence. I think that's just so helpful in reframing so many of the default programming that we may be operating under without even realizing it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I know writers who built their entire six-figure, multi-six-figure business from a few people in their network who happen to need a part-time amount of work. And you put a few of those together and you have a full business. You're now replacing your 40-hour week income. And so it's so funny if you go, well, like that was a friend of a friend or, or that felt too easy, but it's like, The whole point is that how amazing to find something that can be that easy, where every business in the world needs this support. So good for you. You just happen to find someone closer to you. So it is funny how you discredit those things, but it's almost like tell, you know, life or the universe or whatever it is that you want those easy things to come in, like that you're celebrating that because what a better way than like having to hustle and grind and push your way to those opportunities. If it can come in easy. Fantastic. That's what, that's great. You know, what a great way to do it. Totally. And I just think it's so funny, the lens and perspective that we're looking at this through when it comes to like looking back one day and like, what are you going to regret not doing? Like, I don't think any of us are going to be like, well, I really wish that the things that I had wanted in life, like felt more (laughs) difficult and like didn't come through the path of least resistance. Like, no, it said no one ever, right? Like, that's just not a thing. But it's funny how we like convince ourselves that like it has to, like that was totally a mindset thing for me. And my business is just constantly doing this reprogramming of like, it doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to feel hard. Like I trust that results can flow easily to me. All of that was like a total reprogramming of the default. But ultimately, like, I want to look back and be like, yeah, it was amazing how that happened. Like, (laughs) I can totally see how the universe met me halfway there. I can totally see how I was like, so supported and so loved and like everything was working out perfectly. Like, that's what I want to be on my deathbed saying. I don't want to be like, oh, it was such a struggle. And thank goodness, because that's how this all worked. (laughs) Like, no, like, ick, that's definitely not what I want. Right. I know it should flow a little bit more with your personality. Like if you're ever hitting, I mean, there's nothing to be said, like hard work. Absolutely. But like, if you feel like you're just constantly going against the current, it's almost like where my journey started. There might be a more creative way 
right in front of you that you haven't been looking at because you think it has to happen in this one way. So it's almost like, yeah, how do you want to look back on this? How do you want this to feel? How do you want your days to look? That's what it's really all about. Um, And if it's not what you want now, just how amazing that we have the opportunity to choose again at this time in history when we have the internet and computers and can work from anywhere. And it's like, this is when you were born. Like, this is your time. Like, don't miss this chance if you don't like something about your life or business. Like, can choose again, you know? Absolutely. Oh, I just believe that to my core. And I just think it's such... It's such a valuable perspective, I guess, is what I I would say. And like, I have turned this over in my head so many times, but I just cannot, cannot get behind any other idea other than like the whole point of life here is that we like actually enjoy it. Like, I really, truly believe that to my core, right? And like, we have human experiences and we like create this like, amazing experience and that's not to say it'll feel amazing like every second of every day because <laughs> contrast and feelings and all the things right but like I really truly believe like the whole point of being here is to enjoy it so if you don't like where you're at like let's make some moves you know <laughs> yeah let's make some moves yeah and what every step you can see in front of you is like is the one you know you don't have to see the whole step until you're 80 You never will, really. It's just like, take the one that comes up in your heart when you're like listening to this and you know that step that's calling to you. It's almost like we sometimes want to look for another step and like make that one wrong. But if that's the one you can see, take that and another few will like become visible and then another few. And that's literally how you get to the business or life or, you know, looking back one day and being so grateful for what you built. It's just those first few at a time. Yes, totally. It's funny because I almost think of it like we want to know how the story like ends to a certain degree before (laughs) we're willing to take the next step on the journey. And the thing I try to remember is like, this is quite literally how sequels are built, right? Like (laughs) it's because we get to the end of one book and we're like, oh, okay, but wait, there's more, right? And I think like if we can think of our journey as like... (laughs) kind of that evolution, that same evolution, right? Where like, there's just the chance to keep going. It's so helpful in not getting so caught up in like, I have to know exactly how it's going to unfold before I can take that next step. Yeah. It can be like full of lots of juicy chapters and twists and turns and like seasons that you love different things and passions. I love that perspective. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. So I am just obsessed with this conversation. So can you tell us if someone is listening to this and they're intrigued and ready to make a move to really get into freelance writing and learn more about mentorship with you, where is the best place for them to start? Yeah, you can go to my website, which is hijessicajohnson.com or my Instagram, which is the same username at hijessicajohnson. And from there, you can learn more about freelance writing. You can get some free resources to check it out a little more. Um, You can find me and just some short videos to support you and kind of dig in more. But those would be all the best places to kind of choose your own adventure from there. Amazing. And we will be sure to drop all of that in the show notes so that people can find you there. And Jessica, I am just so incredibly grateful to you for this conversation and for joining me today. 
Thank you. This has been so fun. And I'm just so grateful for you having me as well. Thank you for all these encouraging messages and episodes that you put together. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Thank you.